0: Welcome to Charisma Connection. This is Steve Green live in the Charisma Podcast Network with our friend and author, Bruce Brumit. Bruce, welcome to Charisma Media.
1: Thank you. I know that you're on the front lines of helping preserve America and help it survive in the storm that's come upon it, and it's an honored yes, to see. be here.
0: Well, not quite the front lines <laughs> that you've been on, but we don't take too many mortar shells in here. Right. Only the spiritual ones, right? Right. So you're here in, in our studio. Welcome. It's great to have you physically here with us. I know you came down from, Where? tell us where you're from. Greenville, South Carolina. Why would anybody leave Greenville? Oh, it's such a pretty place. It's a nice place. And uh, guys, had you busy writing a book, huh?
1: Yes. I began uh, actually traveling in the Iron Curtain countries in Eastern Europe back in 1983 and began writing down my experiences. And then through the years, it's, it turned into like a well, a story of my experience would be a chapter, and I began putting it together actually in, uh, about eight years ago. thought about getting it published, but it didn't seem like the doors open, and uh, so we just put it on the shelf. And But during that time, things in America have changed so much and it's gotten so bad, I saw that what I experienced in those Iron Curtain days, communist countries, applies to what's going on in America today, the same steps that... Uh, same steps that Hitler used to take over Germany. Same steps that uh, Stalin took over. It was communist countries in Romania are happening in America today, and I saw how God put this book together for this time for America that people can see how we survived in those days and how people who lived there survived, and we can do it in America today and have a better life as Christians and survive and even turn it around and make it
0: better than it is. Amen. Well, let's go back a little bit to set a frame of reference for how you were trained and what you believe. And uh, you began, I guess, your really tough days in the Marines. Right. And uh, tell us about the era and the, the battles and some of the, the great challenges you faced as a Marine. Well, in 1967, I went in
1: and joined the Marines right in the middle of the Vietnam War. And when I uh, joined, they I, I sent me and the Marines I was with to Okinawa which was uh, off the coast of Vietnam, and uh, while I was there in the barracks, you know, Marines would go into town drinking and running around doing everything that Marines do before I was a Christian, and uh, I was going out the barracks door, and on the table was lying a piece of paper, and it had this picture of a soldier with a bullet hole through his helmet, and, said, mm. and it uh, said, Holy Joe on us. So I looked around, make sure none of my buddies saw it, and I picked it up and stuck it in my pocket, and I read that thing later on sometime, and Forgot about it. Ten years later, the Lord showed me that uh, when I read that tract, it was in my spirit, and it helped me come to Jesus ten years later. so Wow. So uh, were you in battles? No, I was like a support group. They were going to send us to Vietnam, but they never did, which was all right up to me. Yes. With me, but I was in a bar fight there and got a big dent in my head from a chair. I found out in the movies when those wooden chairs hit you in the head, they just... Splinter all over the place, this and didn't it just made a dent in my <laughs> head, you know. So I learned not to do that. I learned those, a lot in the Marines. <laughs> those bar stools are much more damaging than a bullet. <laughs> right. Things in the Marines, you know, helped me in my travels when I began ministering behind the Iron Curtain because it was a battle, a spiritual battle there. I was trained to battle in the warfare and then when I got there it was a spiritual battle that I had to deal with and but
0: some of the principles I learned in the Marines helped me go forward there. So That's good. The title of your book is Surviving in the Storm. I don't know that we've said that yet. I'm holding it up now for people watching us on Periscope. Unfortunately, you can't see it on our podcast, but uh, it's an interesting book that begins with storms. I expected to read a lot about the storms of your life. Right. And uh, Why don't you give us the unction that came to you by the Holy Spirit? What did you feel compelled to tell? What was the story you wanted to tell in this book? I wanted to tell that
1: surviving a physical, natural storm, you know, there's lightning, thunder, strong winds, terrifying things come and it's dangerous to human life. And the Lord showed me that uh, surviving the storm of oppression, government oppression, and people being against you as a Christian is a powerful storm and it's just as dangerous as a natural storm because it can really Mm -hmm. hurt you and you can be killed, though. So that's uh, how I... The Lord showed me to put this book together to help Americans, you know, and other people around the world that are oppressed and how you can survive and how God can help you. And one of the main focuses of the book is trying to hear from God yourself, get direction from Him and obey what He's showing you to do. That's the key, and that's what all through the book the people behind the Iron Curtain did and I tried
0: to do when I traveled and ministered there. Okay. So tell me about a personal storm that you struggled with and how God got you through it. Well... I was trying to go
1: into Romania one time, and i I was trying to figure out how do I get the addresses, phone numbers, or how to get in touch with Christians when I get there. You can't just walk across the communist border with a address book in your pocket and pull it out because if the Romanian guards secret police found that on you, they would go to these people the address that you had, and oppress them, persecute them, if they're having a church meeting in their home or if they had a Bible in their home, terrible life they were living, and I had to Plus they could keep me from ever coming into the country, or if they got mad, they could throw me in prison or do whatever they wanted to. And uh, so I was thinking, Lord, how do I get these addresses across? And it just came to my mind, answering to prayer, a mechanical pencil has lead in it, and you push it and it click it, and the lead comes out the end, and inside the mechanical pencil you can put extra lead. You know, down you pull the eraser out. Well, I got this idea from the Lord get tracing paper, the thinnest paper I could find, about a one-inch piece, and write these addresses and phone numbers on it and then roll it up in a tube and push it down in there where the lead is stored and then put the eraser back on it and hopefully I could get those across the border. But it was a terrifying thing. I get to the border and this communist guard just stomps up to me, a Christian haters. You know, God just put the hate from this for Christians in those people and a lot of the people who lived there who weren't Christians and I uh, was trying not to sweat. I don't know if you ever try not to sweat yeah. or not, but this guy's standing in front of me with a machine gun and, and they're just yelling at you, you know, and wanting you to show everything, your papers. And then they want to search you or well, that's all right. He decided he wanted to search me a little and pulled that pen out of pencil out of my pocket and looked at it. And I'm praying every way you can pray. You know what prayer is really made for. i tell you when you're in those situations. And I was praying and my knees buckling a little bit and I'm, trying not to look ner- too nervous. And he clicked that pencil once, and that lead just kind of came out the end. I said, oh, thank you, Lord, it's working. Because sometimes those things won't work. You know, when you click them, the lead doesn't. Oh, I need to click it again. It was like an hour passed between each click. Clicked it again. Oh, it's coming out. Clicked it again. All right. And he clicked it a few times. The lead came out, and he looked at it, and angry looking, his face stuck it back in my pocket. And then I said, thank you, Lord. I got at those addresses in the Romania and went around. The Christians had been persecuted all their lives, never seen the Bible, some of them. I got, and I got to preach to them, encourage them, and Americans were praying for them, and tears burst in their eyes because life is so terrible. And it's kind of getting that way in America now. You know, you look at all the bad around us. You, you tend to get hopeless, and what can you do, and how are we going to survive this storm? You know, it's come over America, and that's the kind of thing they lived all their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's a terrifying thing.
0: So you've preached in underground churches, right? Uh, behind the curtain, give us uh, an example of what that must have been like. Maybe name a country. It was Romania.
1: Romania is one of the main countries I went to. Russia, hmm. Romania, Yugoslavia,
0: hmm.
1: Hungary. All those minister in different places.
0: Okay, so you're in a home.
1: Usually, it would be a hidden place. You would, like it's getting to be in America now. You know the government cracking down on different uh, home meetings, different ways, zoning them out so you can't have one, or making the regulations so strong in your yard or your house, you can't have
0: one. And Well, why don't we just do it in a church in America because nobody's there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can hide in plain side in the church.
1: <laughs> but over there, you had to be creative. They meet in a barn, meet out in a garage somewhere, meet in a barnyard outside, uh, underground World War II bunker, a warehouse, anything you can meet because it was so oppressive. The government wanted to oppress the Christians, to not have any meetings, not have any Bibles, not to do anything that they didn't like as a communist government. So uh, I went to this one meeting, and it was in the warehouse, and I, nobody around. You had to kind of sneak in there at night. And I found the address, went to the door, opened up, and went in there. Were 300 people meeting in there it surprised me. And, and I walked in and Young lady walked up to me, the only one who spoke English. She said, You're from America? They could tell by my look, my hair, my dress, everything. I said, Yes. She's, she walked back over to s- some men, and they were the elders, I suppose, in the church. And she said, Well, we'd like for you to speak and encourage the people tonight. And I'm thinking, Oh, okay. Just got off a train 15 hours. I was tired, couldn't even think of my name, much less what to preach. And I'm praying, asking the Lord what to preach. And she, she said, Oh, yeah, one thing they told me to tell you. You can't mention the word Jesus and I'm thinking how do you preach a message without mentioning Jesus and then she said the other thing is you only speak one minute don't tell anything about America any more than you have to oh so I'm walking up the aisle 300 people to get up to the platform and I'm praying every way I could and got up there and finally it clicked in my mind second kings and I thought what's in second kings the verses that tell about God said you as the people of God out in the desert dig ditches and water is going to be provided for the cattle and for other people to survive. And I just told her that, and I had an interpreter, so it took, you know, a few seconds to do that. And then she had to interpret. It took longer. And then the, the second thing that came to mind is another story in, in the Second Kings. And it says, uh, a widow woman and her two sons are starving to death. And God says, go get all the pots and containers you can find and bring them to your house. And they obeyed God, even though it didn't make sense. Brought her in. God filled them with more. Uh, I started say motor oil they didn't need motor oil <laughs> at that time but olive oil so and they sold the olive oil and were able to survive and I told her stores minutes up she knows me says your minute is up and I thought I came all the way to Romania to help these people to preach and I could speak one minute I don't even know what I was preaching about and they don't either I guess and she led me down back to the back of their meeting. As I'm walking by, tears bursting out of the people's eyes and some sobbing, some of their hands raised up in the air. And yes. I got to the back and she said, you don't know what's happened. did? You? The meeting's over, all the 300 people started pushing toward me, pushing me up against the wall, thanking me in, in Romania and just tears. And she said, here's what happened. We've been so oppressed by the communist government. They're trying to keep Christians from having any meetings or doing anything Christian. Mm-hmm. And we have been praying and fasting for weeks, and you had exact words. We needed to know. We know what to do now to survive in this storm that they've brought upon us and how to be Christians even though they are oppressing us. Thank you, Bruce. I never did learn what the, they got <laughs> out of those stories because I had to leave to go to another place. But that's how God can work when you're praying and you're asking God for help and you're listening. They were praying and God answered their prayer by sending Bruce Brummett hmm. to speak about something he didn't even know what he was speaking. But they got the message, wow. and there were communist spies in the back. And they, she said, "The reason we you can't talk about Jesus or America, we there's some new people back there, and we don't we think there might be spies and informants. So they were unchristian. They couldn't understand what I was saying. These Bible events. They thought, well, I maybe mean, it's a fairy tale or something. Just why do I need to sit down and shut up? I'm just telling a fairy tale. To them, that's all it was. But to them, Christians, it was like an atomic bomb exploded in their spirits. They knew what to do. God's there. You sent Bruce from America. There is a God, and he does love us, and we have hope. And
0: Wow, just experiences like that always stick with you. Amen. What a great story, and thanks for sharing. We're visiting with Bruce Brummett, who's written a great book, Surviving in the Storm, My True Experiences Can Help You. Obviously, a lot of experiences in bringing the word to foreign countries behind the Iron Curtain. And Bruce, I, I guess I really want to hear from you why the listener out there should go get a copy of this book. What, what? How is it going to impact their life if they read read your book? Like I was saying uh,
1: before, actually, what we need is hope in America now. Hopelessness is just taking over. What? How can we survive this? Well, you can have hope in God. He's always got a way for you if you go to Him, seek His knowledge his wisdom his plan for you as a church or as an individual and then another one is obeying what the spirit of god shows you to do as a christian is very important that's what they did in those communist countries and the average person was devastated in such poverty you can't imagine and the christians were in a way also but they had god with them they had jesus they had the holy spirit had angels to help them and they survived and they triumphed in the midst of that terrible storm of communism and the way unbelievers couldn't. And uh, so obeying the Spirit of God yourself, obeying God's voice yourself. And then another thing was encourage one another. They would encourage each other. That's so important because when you get into hopelessness and what I call the deadly D's, depression, you feel desolate, you feel despondent, and all the world seems to be crashing down upon you. You can survive, though, with... Other people there to encourage you. Me taking a Bible into them that they couldn't get any other way because the government had said you can't manufacture Bibles, you can't bring one into the country, you can't have one in public. When I present them with the Bible, tears burst and crying, and they would thank me because just that little bit of encouragement, saying Americans are praying for you, and that's all it takes sometimes to help you
0: survive. So, what do you see God doing in America now? Where are we headed? Well. It looks like persecution is coming stronger than ever,
1: similar to what was coming upon those countries. And that's what the book helps you see and helps you survive. Well, you know, meetings are already, it's happening in one state, I think it's California. They're saying that uh, they're going to possibly control the thermostats in people's houses so you don't use utilities when they say you can. That's the way it got in Romania. The government controlled everything so bad. The poverty got so bad because of communism or other religions, oppressive government, like the Muslim religion. That tends to be what they, they try to force you to do, just like the communists tried to force you to do what they wanted you to do. And uh, so meetings controlled here in American churches are being persecuted. If uh, somebody's in some kind of sexual perversion and they come into your meeting, the government says you have to do what they want you to do and say what they want you to say. And they persecute mm-hmm. you if you don't so many things
0: like that okay so how do i find this book what's the best way to get a copy of it
1: The best way is through my website it's brucebrummett.com and it's b-r-u-c-e
0: b-r-u-m-m-i-t-t so let me help you it's com. yes that's two m's and two t's right. com for the book surviving in the storm do you have any last words for the listeners as to how they might be encouraged by you today and obviously by reading your book well, i'd like to say that god brought those people out
1: helped them survive communism the and they can do it here in america we just need to support each other pray for each other encourage each other and do what the lord shows us to do as individuals and as yes. a church and christians and god's going to help us
0: amen would you do that for us now pray for America and pray for that listener now that's struggling in a storm and ask God to relieve that. Would you do that for us? Yes.
1: Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come and we ask you, because you said if we ask you, we would receive what we ask for. And we pray to you and ask now for every person listening. It's a divine appointment for everyone. And know that many People are struggling to survive right now, and it could be getting worse, and fear and hopelessness comes. But we thank you that uh, we all know now that we can turn to you, and you're going to help us. And So help yes. each person. And the ones that are in that uh, struggling right now, ask you to come to their rescue in the name of Jesus Christ yes. in powerful ways that only you can do through people, through angels, through you, you personally. And we ask it in the name of Jesus and ask for America now that you come to our rescue and preserve yes, us and have mercy on us, Lord. Bring an outpouring of your spirit and a revival instead of us falling deeper and deeper. Bring life in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask. It. Yes,
0: Lord. Let it be so. We've been visiting with Bruce Brummett in his book, Surviving in the Storm, written by a Marine about his experiences behind the Iron Curtain as he ministered so well as a pastor and a preacher to those folks stuck behind a greatly oppressed nation. We can learn a lot from the Marine. (laughs) Bruce, thank you for being here with us. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for listening to Charisma Connection. This is Steve Green. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network.